One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Lapsock for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Mina Guest ranking a topic in Star Wars, usually five things, or a long list of honorable mentions to sneak in uh, and make our list longer because it's sometimes hard to pare it all down. And with me today for that hard task is Joseph Scrimshaw. Welcome, my friend. Welcome. I'm happy to be here paring things down. Let's pare it down, and we, uh, I, I think we're going to see this, eventually see this all the way through the end, but over the course of the last few months, for all told, we, you and I have been uh, sitting down for Star Wars Ranked and ranking the Star Wars figures, going line by line. Shout out to JediBusiness.com. Hey, you know, we use them. We don't know them. They're a great website, but it's been a very valuable resource for us to just see all the lines, clear Pictures, links, information, a lot of fun. So shout out to them. And Joseph, today we have an interesting task uh, to rank the Legacy Collection, which debuted July 26, 2008 uh, and ended in August 2010. Joseph, just when I sent you the email, your response was just like mine. Oh, there's a lot going on here. A lot of things in here. So are you excited, scared? Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on the legacy collection? <laughs> I'm very excited, very excited. This is a period where I, I really wasn't collecting, so I would see a handful of these, uh, the ones that ended up uh, staying on the uh, pegs in Target, uh, but I didn't do deep dives. So for me, it was really fun to go through this list and go, oh, wow, some of these I'm very much aware existed and others I had no idea this action figure existed. And that's always the the thrilling part being as big of a Star Wars fan, as big of an action figure fan I am to realize like, oh, wow, you know, a little over a decade ago, this beautiful thing was hanging on a shelf at Target. So what's been really interesting is you and I have been ranking these because we started back in, uh, you know, the, ni- the mid 90s with the power of the Force 2 line. That's what got us thinking about these ranked episodes. 
you and I were collecting like crazy there and, and then the Phantom Menace line and everything. And, but it's an inter- interesting journey through each of our individual lives to see where we were. And I am scanning even right now. I'm scrolling through here. I do not think I own one of these figures. It's that kind of line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. The, I think we talked about last time for me, this, this era of time is right after uh, I, I quit my uh, last traditional day job and then bought a house and started a theater company, which translates to <laughs> not a lot of action figure money all told. Uh, so I was definitely enjoying uh, uh, looking, but not buying. I have one action figure from this line and I got it at um, Star Wars Celebration last year. Mm. That's a that's a good thing though to go back and correct sins of your collection past. <laughs> well, sins uh, of the you, collecting past. Are you are you going to reveal you're going to reveal that figure today? Is that is that is that on the list? Oh yeah, that that figure is on oh. the list big time. Great, good. Uh, yeah, I'm scrolling through. I mean, I'm familiar with a lot of them. L- like you, I'd stroll through a if you remember KB Toys. Uh, oh yes, through and be like, oh wow, oh neat. Oh, I can't get it <laughs> and just move on. So that's been this list. Sometimes these are in our collection. Sometimes, as Joseph said, we pick them up later. And sometimes we just look at them and think, what would it be if I actually had the chance to own them? So we're going to dive into this interesting collection, Joseph, which is uh, from the movies. A little bit. I'm looking through some Clone Wars stuff, maybe some especially the the, the Gendy Tartakovsky stuff. And comics, video games, like I said, Force Unleashed, there's a lot of things going on in this line. It's going to make for some interesting decisions. So, sir, if you're ready, we shall begin with your number five. All right. My number five is, I would argue, one of the most famous characters in Star Wars in one of the most obscure, uh, bizarre kind of, uh, not obscure, bizarre moments to be uh, frozen in action figure form. This is the one that blew my mind when I opened this and went, I didn't know this existed. And it is Luke Skywalker, medical frigate. Uh, now, I've talked about uh, Bach the Tank, uh, Luke Skywalker a lot that, and, and made my yeah. jokes of that is an action figure of Mark Hamill in a diaper. And I thought there could be no more bizarre or weird or fun Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker action figure, but I was wrong. Uh, medical forget Luke uh, proved me wrong. So this is Luke Skywalker uh, from the end of Empire Strikes Back when he is getting his new hand uh, attached and tested. That's very cool. But it translates to this is an action figure of topless Luke Skywalker in a cloth bathrobe. And it's a bulky bathrobe. It is a bulky bathrobe. Like just to to look at it with sometimes the way the cloth goods uh robes lay on, on the characters yeah. makes them look like they have like a whole costume under there, like he's got a clown costume on under there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so just the 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 surprise factor of it of oh, it looks like this nice robe. And you take it off, it's like, oh damn, Luke. Uh, Luke didn't have time to put a shirt on before he answered the door for the frozen pizza or the the delivery pizza, I guess. <laughs> Um, but then on the kind of more cool side, I love the detail that his wrist is open so you can mm. check on the uh, machinery that is making his new mechanical hand operate. Ooh, that's a good detail. I'm looking at that picture now. If you're listening, pull your car over. You shouldn't be driving too far anyways. And look at this picture. <laughs> that's de- that's that's a very detailed addition to this figure. Yeah, yeah. So I like it a lot from both the absurdity of it uh, and the kind of cool, ooh, the wrist open part is really cool. Um, the the cloth bathrobe's a little weird. The fact that you do just have an, an action figure of a topless Luke Skywalker with open wrist, a little bit weird. But I love that moment in Empire Strikes Back. I, 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 I think I have thought of that moment uh, the very few times in life that I have been uh, injured or had some sort of minor surgery and need to recover. There's something about just the way it's shot. And I think the way that both Luke and Leia are dressed, there's a very healing feeling to that scene. And this action figure does kind of capture that of like, have you been through a rough time? Well, just put on your large cloth bathrobe and recuperate on the redemption. I, I love that you put this on the list because we, we love the, those real specific figures. And they're, like I said, they're, 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 they, they've addressed this kind of Luke before, but this is, especially when I look at it now, this is specific. This is like almost headcanon stuff of the moments after where Luke's <laughs> like, all right, all right, Han flew away. 
I need some orange juice and I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the uh, the get well soon, Luke Skywalker. Get well soon, Luke. Got to have a get well soon, Luke. That's a great way to start our list and just shows this line detailed. I think the figures are really good. Um, and, 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 and at this point we're in 2008, we've been putting star Wars figures out for a bit now and you got to sometimes find ways to get creative. And I think this is a, a good, a good choice to show the creativity is best there. Uh, we are up to my number five and I am starting off with a non canon figure. Ooh, controversial. Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't like them legends. Sometimes I do. And this is one of the characters I really do like. And it's also a character that my vision of what he looked like while I was reading the book in 1991 uh, range uh, varied greatly from what the apparent design of the guy was. Uh, my number five is Talon Card from a 2008 Legacy Collection two-pack with Grand Admiral Thrawn. This, of course, from Timothy Zahn's uh, Thrawn trilogy novels, Heir to the Empire and Beyond. Um and I just, I've always liked this guy. You know, Mar Jade, I'm fine with Mar Jade. Uh, you know, uh, like Thrawn. I do like Thrawn. But I don't know. I was, I always thought Talon Card was just, you know, interesting. He was the kind of the underworld guy. He was the smuggler guy. Uh, and, and kind of, uh, you know, I like, I like uh, where he went with his character. Um, he also looks like a Danny McBride character. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's an extra in Deadwood. <laughs> He's a lot. Yeah. Oh, it's, I see him. And all I can think of is uh, Peter's neighbor in Office Space. Dietrich Peter. Yeah, I see this. Oh, and I think Town Card saying, yo, Peter, check out the <laughs> breast exam video. Channel nine, Peter. Um, that's ex- oh, my God. I, 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 that's even that's even more accurate than anything I can think of. He's uh, so he's got brown pants. He's got the the slung down a little holster there, like Han. He got a good blaster. He got a good blaster, and it's his jacket. He the jacket looks like he probably uh, played bass for Buffalo Springfield in '67. <laughs> it's just brown leather with a poofy uh, uh, collar, like a like a faux fur collar. Long long mullet. I mean, we're talking business in the front and a giant party in the back. Um, he's got the handlebar mustaches. He looks a little like Goose Gossage, Yankee relief pitcher in the seventies and eighties there. Uh, there's just a lot. And, and, and that's why I love this. Cause I don't own this figure. I don't own this figure, but I think I want to just because, Hey, I always give the answer of, Hey, what's a legends character you'd like to see brought back. I, Oh, talent cards. One of my, my go-to answers. I just like the guy. Uh, and I, I don't have him on my shelves or in a storage box to show the world how much I love him. I think I've got to yeah, you you got it. Yeah, that's what action figures are for: is to create these little uh, plastic uh, totems of our our love of these characters. Talon Card, I've always thought is a great name. Uh, I love that this is a two pack that comes with the comic book. I th- always thought that was a super uh, cool idea. I would love to see them uh, reboot that when uh, the old action figure biz gets gets rolling a little bit more. Uh, so I love that. Love his weird look. Uh, I gotta ask you though, what do you think the deal with his shoulder is? Because he's got one shoulder joint that is human-like, and the other, he's got like this weird bulbous bump, and then his arm is super much lower. Was that is that a part of the talent card character I've forgotten? I, I it, yeah, I mean, I I'm looking quickly in the notes to see, um, yeah, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know because I don't, I don't recall that. I don't recall. But again, I pictured him as I read the book. I do this often. I've had some, I have, I don't know what it is with my reading comprehension skills. I need to refresh them. Sometimes I'll read a perfectly good description of a character and then I just picture something else. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they said he has a busted uh, right shoulder from an old space baseball injury. I don't know. Maybe he is Danny McBride. But um, it's, uh, now that you say it, it's painfully awkward to look at. It it's is. Hurt- it's not good. It's not good. He's 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 hurting poor Talon Card. You know, and I have to say, I know this is controversial because uh, I, most fans really, really love uh, the increased uh, articulation, and I, and I do as well. Every once in a while, in these kind of late uh, two thousand lines, the amount of articulation on a human character, especially when you're looking just at flesh, sometimes would would uh, take me out of it because it's cool. That yeah. their arm bends, you know, as many ways as possible. But then sometimes you get like absolute uh, car accident talent card <laughs> and it takes me out of the moment. 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's hard to look away from. Very hard to look away from. Uh, but hey, it's on my list because I do love that character. So there you go. Talent card starting off my list number five, which means, Joseph, we're up to your number four. My number four is an action figure that, ooh, I, you know, if I if I see it again at a Star Wars celebration, I think I gotta pick it up. And it is Commander Cody. Uh, Commander Cody is an action figure, a character that I would like an action figure of in general. Uh, but this one, this one is special because you know that I like my action figures frozen in a moment of time. And this one is the exact tragic moment that Commander Cody gets the Order 66 message because not only is it a good Commander Cody action figure, uh, you can even pop off the helmet. He's got a great sculpted face. Uh, he's got worry lines and scars. He's got a lot on his mind as Commander Cody would. But then he comes with Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber's hilt. So he's got that from when Obi dropped it. Uh, and then he has that he can hold in his hand a little hologram of Darth Sidious giving the actual order and it is both uh, delightful and painful this is a little bit of molded plastic tragedy right here and i love it it is a great figure it was it was going to uh possibly even be on my list or honorable mention and uh, you know you and i always joke sometimes we just know each other's um tastes in star wars so so well i looked at this and said i can't touch this i can't touch this. <laughs> i'm gonna love this and, and 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 you should it is tremendously detailed uh the, the like i said the, the damage on the on the the armor as you described that i'm looking at the the face of of cody that's that's some that's some stress scars right there there's some stuff going on in his soul <laughs> yeah um especially in light of us Watching the final uh, few episodes now of the Clone Wars animated series, a big Cody Obi-Wan moment just happened in an episode, and we know this moment is real close to, to happening. And you're right, it's so sad. And, you know, in terms of all the great Palpatine figures, this this counts. A little tiny hologram. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think all, all clones should come with <laughs> a little tiny Palpatine just haunting them. Uh, but I love that this one does have that exact moment. And and kudos to Jedi Business. Uh, their photo has him uh, positioned so well that it really is just the moment uh, from the film. And it's it's beautiful and horrific. It, it, it truly is. And this is, yeah, that's the spirit of, uh, of uh, just... At this point in 2008, like, cool, how do we find little moments that haven't been covered in figure? And this is a great moment to cover. Uh, do you, you don't have this one. You do not. Have I do this not. One. I don't have okay. any Commander Cody. And as we've been going through this list, that's one I'm like, I think I, you know, I've got so many uh, Obi-Wan figures. I might want to add a, a Commander Cody. A fun detail, uh, Jedi Business is so great at, at really reviewing every element of the f uh, figure and uh, they say that the lightsaber hilt, uh, the figure can't hold the lightsaber hilt because the, the hands aren't fashioned right. Uh, it has a hole in the belt to hold onto the lightsaber, but that doesn't really work. So they're saying that is, is, you know, criticisms of the mold. Fair enough, fair enough. But there's something I like thematically about that of like, yeah, Cody, you, you, you can't stop Obi-Wan. <laughs> you can't hold onto that lightsaber. You can't do it. You can't do it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you got to get that, pair it with the... Uh a good Obi-Wan figure and, and just have a little diorama on your uh, bookshelf there. <laughs> That's the tragedy of Order 66. That's right. I got to pair that with uh, one of my favorites from uh, our last episode, which is the, uh, the wet hair tragedy Obi-Wan right after he gets shot down. What do you like in your figures? Tragedy. A lot of tragedy. <laughs> That's my name. number four. Great entry. My number four is a figure. We talk about little moments. We talk about one shot, one scene. It's all we get of a rather important character to the Star Wars story. My number four is Brea Organa, Queen of Alderaan, number 27 in the mainline uh, basic collection, uh, if you count figures. And this one is listed on Jedi Business. Her and Bale are listed as light skin tone variation. I I don't, I'm trying to look that up and to see exactly what went wrong there or what happened there. But that aside, this is a tremendously detailed figure of someone so important to the life of Leia, especially now as we got this modern era of Star Wars storytelling continuing to, to roll out in front of us. Uh, two great entries, uh, the, you know, Claudia Gray's Leia, Princess of Alderaan, this is the most we get with Brea Organa. Uh, the story eclipse in the from a certain point of view is the final moments of Bale and Brea, and I, and I, I 
can't recommend that piece enough. Um, so, Joseph, this is one of those things. This is a character we always knew about, we always kind of heard about, and then we could see in Revenge of the Sith, but we never really saw her, uh, you know, put to put to mold, so to speak. And we finally get it here in 2008. Again, another figure I don't own, but I've, I've, I've picked it up. I've had it in my hands before. I have to make that commitment at a convention or something like that. Uh, the detail, the dress, the robe, there's so much there, and I think it's worthy of a queen of Alderaan to have this figure. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great pick uh, because she is maybe one of the characters who is uh, ultimately most pivotal, being such a, you know, uh, wonderful mother to Leia um, and being important to the Star Wars story that it's great that there is an actual action figure of her. And, you know, it's a celebration of the great, uh, you know, outfit uh, that she has at the end of Revenge of the Sith. It looks just beautiful. Big regal shoulders and just lovely flowing dressed. Uh, I would like to be raised by Brea Organa. I would too, and I'll tell you what. Looking at just this figure design with the color scheme, it is it is similar. It's 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 the movie shot, so it's like that purplish uh, with a gold uh, kind of a gold throughout. It, she looks like she belongs in King's Landing in Game of Thrones, just as well. <laughs> it's it's like she'd be going toe to toe with with Cersei Lannister. Yeah. I like that she's molded that one of her fingers is just gently pointing. So it seems like you could use her to just sort of uh, gently tell someone they're making a mistake. Doing it wrong. Uh, and talking about descriptions, uh, Jedi Business has a great uh, great description here. It says, you can position the arms in a way that it's possible for her to hold a baby Leia figure. But unfortunately, due to the lack of any bendable knees or movable legs and the hard plastic rope, you can't sit her down and recreate the Revenge of the Sith film scene. That is a little disappointing. Maybe a future line we can do that. <laughs> yes, Bray Organa with sitting action. <laughs> That's what we need. And it also says, uh, they say, you know, doesn't come with any weapons. So it's kind of a bit boring. Well, I say her weapon is her uh, leadership ability and her ability to raise such a powerful princess in the galaxy. That's a weapon, and if, if you're in the Empire. <laughs> so that's my number four, which means we're up to your number three. Uh, my number three is a, another figure that I assumed probably like, yeah, there's got to be one somewhere, and we'll run into it eventually as we go through this, but this is, oh, man, I, uh, this is, uh, I covet it. I want it. Uh, it is the very important, Important uh, character in the fate of the galaxy, Weoslia. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Weoslia is uh, the character that Luke sells his X-34 land speeder to. You only see uh, Weoslia uh, very briefly in A New Hope. Um, this is one of those characters that I got to know better from studying for the various Schmodown Star Wars trivia contests and going, ooh, that seems like a good question. Who did Luke sell his land speeder to? So I'm going to really freeze, and that was the first time I became aware of the character's name mm -hmm. and really appreciated just this awkward, lumbering weirdo with a massive, weird head in those kind of uh, farmer Tatooine robes that also happen to look like Jedi robes and go, wow, that's that's who's driving around Tatooine and Luke Skywalker's landspeeder. Uh, so the, the character is just kind of this weird specific one. The, the character looks weird in the movie, but oh my God, the action figure to detail the action figure. If you're ever somebody who says, no, the original trilogy is just really pretty serious. And there's nothing, nothing too wacky in there. Uh, Weoslia is here to prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you wrong yeah i mean what would you do how many eyeballs are there i mean it's i'm counting i'm counting on the front one two three four five uh eyeballs uh i believe those are nostrils and then kind of a little tongue thing uh i was looking at this last night and going like how would you describe that and i apologize this is maybe a little bit more graphic than we sometimes are uh, here on force center but uh, it's a scrotum with eyes <laughs> It's, you can't unsee. Can't unsee. You can't unsee, but it's just, it's very, it, the eyes are all googly looking lots of different directions. It is this uh, weird shape. Uh, if you wanted to move away from the other description, you could go with kind of like, um, I don't know, a, a rotten potato. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's a nice way of saying it. But no, it kind of looks like 
the team over in Van Nuys, uh, when they were designing some creatures, were a little stoned or bored that day, maybe mad at George, and said, you know, let's just make this character. Let's put him in those robes that Obi-Wan's wearing, by the way. So he looks like a Jedi now. Um, and let's just uh, let's make him a, a ball face. And let's just send them out to the galaxy and see if George approves. It's it's literally that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and I didn't know this until I read the action figure description. But uh, Weoslia is a she. Uh, it does seem like there is maybe some um, uh, traditional female body sculpting going on on the on the chest. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes, I see that now. Uh, Weoslia also has like two kind of flappy little tentacle things uh, hanging out the side. Um, I'm going to go super obscure reference. What what also is weird to me about Weoslia, wherever that mask came from, for a quick background uh, in Tunisia, um, it it has some elements of like a cosmic horror Lovecraftian monster, the kind of weird, ambiguous shape with lots of eyes in places they mm. shouldn't be. So it, it looks kind of like, ooh, spooky cosmic horror. But it's not cosmic horror. It's super goofy. So it looks like if Sid in Marty uh, Croft tried to do H.P. Lovecraft, this is how it would turn out. In a Jedi robe, or what we now consider a Jedi robe. Uh, this little detail here, I did not. Wooslia uh, is a salesperson for spaceport speeders. Um, that is the short film I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and it, the other detail that is on the back of this card claims that uh obi-wan uh mind tricked her to get the full 2000 credits for the land speeder <laughs> obi-wan is great obi-wan knows, <laughs> knows the lay of the land this is a this is an amazing figure i mean it's it's one of those characters that yeah it's it's you're so aware of the existence but a lot of us just didn't grow up. You don't spend the time now. Now, New Hope comes out. Now, there's a visual dictionary. Uh, Pablo writes a whole backstory here of when she first got her job and all this. Got back then, it just was this crazy thing in the background, and we had to make up our own stories. A lot of it becoming legends and all that kind of stuff. But this is this is a great to me. It's an homage to that era of being a fan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That that thing that I love that we talk about sometimes of like all these people working hard on A New Hope having no idea that they are creating things that are going to last forever when somebody just, you know, even in Empire Strikes Back, somebody grabbed, you know, an old Doctor Who costume to slap on this boss guy and did not think that, you know, 40 years from now, uh, people would be playing video games still with that costume, you know, and... Weoslia yeah. is one of those like is uh, put a put a mask on a thing in the background and and here we are all these years later celebrating it and here we are that is a figure worthy of uh, a hall of fame but also your nightmares when you look at look at it <laughs> and a great choice your number three uh, my number three here is uh, something uh, um, similar uh, similar in concept, though it uh, looks a lot different, of a small little background moment that uh, became something more and over time became uh, an interesting character to talk about and also eventually a character uh, that was kind of the center of a controversy. So I'm going, uh, my number three, to the character Nick Sant, Shield Generator. Yes, this is the rebel soldier with the big bushy yellow beard who uh, it donned the speeder bike outfit uh, to uh, kind of uh, the, the, you know keep uh, I don't know keep the uh, Imperials at bay while Han and the strike team went inside the bunker, seen for just a brief moment, putting on the helmet, and then seen again, kind of uh, in captivity. Uh, a lot of us love this character growing up because it was just one of those. I think a conversation piece on the playground. We always talk about that playground, that playground in our mind of, hey, did you see that? There's a rebel guy. He has a beard and he wears a speeder bike. And he's like in disguise. Did you see that? And oh, yeah, yeah. And me, I love this guy because he looks in design, even especially on the on the figure. He looks like the G.I. Joe character Rock and Roll, who is the big heavy gunner in the original line of the G.I. Joe figures with the big bushy beard and was like from Malibu. And I love that guy. So I was connected to that a little bit later, as we all know, uh, this was I don't, incorrectly, weirdly mentioned. It was said that, oh, this is Rex. This is Rex from uh, the Clone Wars. Uh, he's he's now part of the Rebel Alliance and he was there. We now know Rex was there at the battle, but. They definitely, and yeah, there's a whole story behind uh, how that came about and how that was pulled back. 
I still consider this to be Nick Sant and Rex is somewhere else hiding around another tree. And I don't have this figure, but I intend to one day add this to my collection. Yeah, as well you should. He's a great character. And another great, great uh, description, great way to celebrate this weird character who has this uh, place in our imaginations because his uh, little side story got cut from Return of the Jedi. The the dalliance with uh, being Rex is great. But I love that he is just Nick Sant because Rex is clearly a, a different character. There are some things that match up nice, but other things that don't as much. Uh, and I love the detail on this actual figure that he's got the um, the kind of cloth uh, hood that is uh, a part of the um, the outfit, yeah. you know, instead of just the, the, the good fudge and just go, eh, it's, he's got a, you know, the, his normal head, then the, the biker helmet, uh, the little uh, actual ankle holster for the oh, holdout yeah. blaster is great. And then, you know, I, I've certainly heard the name Nick Sant before, but just looking at this character and thinking about it, I love the just dumb uh, cheekiness of like, uh, he's yeah. an older guy with a beard, uh, you know, like Santa Claus, St. Nick, Nick Sant. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Fist pump. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah. And look, and, uh, you know, I know there's uh, there's yeah, there's a lot of stories about this character uh, out there in, in various forms, but I just, you know. I always would daydream about when the battle finally breaks out, does he go into the wilderness with the mask off and take part in the fight or, or does he put the mask back on and maybe uh, sneak up on some biker scouts? These, these are the things that used to take up a lot of my time as a child, which is why we're in the Star Wars podcasting business. Now uh, it makes sense to carry that conversation on in your brain, I guess, as an adult, uh, Joseph, did you have any headcanon for Nick Sant back, back in the day before we knew or heard or read anything else? Yeah, I think I, I just really liked uh, the idea that, Oh, this is the one time where the dressing up as the Imperials didn't work out for some reason. <laughs> I think I was just sort of like, yeah, you know, that that makes sense because that can't work every single time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we're, not, we're not falling for this. And as someone, you know, I love the Biker Scouts. I've talked about that uh, a lot. This is a this is a pretty detailed Biker Scout outfit uh, just in general, just from that uh, uh, vantage point as well so uh nick sant coming in at number three on my list we're getting uh, closer to the top we'll have some honorable mentions in number one after the break but before we break we're going to go to our number twos joseph what is the second choice on your list here uh i surprised myself with my number two uh as you'll see in the runner-ups there are some uh cool characters that like oh man i'm glad that they finally made an action figure of that character there are some uh kind of just weirdos that I wanted to celebrate but as I was looking at my list I was like you know I do like the cool looking action figures so uh, let me scroll through here again for somebody who I just feel like ooh, they look cool and I found somebody who looked cool and then realized that they were also a bit of a weirdo uh so my number two is Herchuk Kalfas <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. one of the uh <laughs> Many uh, cantina characters who uh, have uh, uh, full names that you can memorize. Uh, some of them uh, remain in legend. Some of them are, are remain in canon. I believe uh, Herchik Kalfas is still indeed uh, canon. Uh, this is the alien that I have always thought of as looks like a Trandosian, but isn't a Trandosian in the cantina. Mm. Uh, he is a Soren. Uh, in, if you look at him, if you like the aliens, he's just a cool looking alien figure. He's got the vest. He's got um, cool uh, pants with great little folds. Uh, he's got the exposed little feet. Uh, he is just kind of a, a big dinosaur head. So that looks cool. Amazingly well sculpted. And I was looking at him going, okay, obscure character that, you know, I can clarify some things in my own mind, get to know his name. And then I got to the part that just delights me and is absurd. He comes with a blaster that fits nicely in his holster. He also comes with a glass. And you know I love any cantina character whose their action is <laughs> they hold a glass. His other hand is laid out flat. And as they point out on Jedi Business, he can't hold his blaster because one hand is sculpted for the glass and the other hand is just flat. So he's a cool he's not necessarily bounty hunter, but bounty hunter looking guy who is just designed to be guy at the bar. Who's going on about something dumb while he's slapping the table with his hand. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Released in 2009. Uh, this, yes, he definitely looks like he's like, he's either, like you said, he's like, he's slapping his hand down like another one or he's having a great time. And he's like, Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's slapping the table. You know, he he's reminding me of that uh that Simpsons episode where uh Homer is drunk and won't shut up about the blue man group. <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> a deep cut. Uh her chick, yeah, I mean, her chick Kalfas is just looks like a like you're playing Scrabble and you haven't picked the letters out yet. <laughs> right? And he's a cool looking figure, right? If you if he just was like, he's got a blaster in his hand, you'd be like, oh, yeah, cool bounty hunter. The, yeah, he, um, and, and the design, he looks like, what was that old show? Uh, was it Land of the Lost? Oh, yeah. He looks like he's chasing some of the uh, kids in Land of the Lost. Sid and Marty Croft. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That show scared me as a kid. Yeah, he is. I mean, we're talking. They're digging deep. They're freeze framing the cantina scene and being like that one. Yeah, and there's a bunch of great cantina ones. It was hard to to only pick one cantina alien. Uh, and he's he's a great one. And I kind of like. There's something I like that he comes with a blaster, uh, but he can't use it. He's like a little pacifist action figure. <laughs> My hands are too big to get the blaster out. <laughs> I can't shoot you. I'm making a point at the bar. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is, yeah, I, I definitely think there should be, uh, if we ever open up a force center, a museum, there should be the Joseph Scrimshaw drinking figure, uh, collection. <laughs> uh, drinking. Definitely, definitely need that. <laughs> uh, that's a great choice. Uh, and this, this is, uh, gosh, this, this is, this is a crazy line of figures. They've it done really a great Really digging in and 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 looking at my honorable mentions um, and, and compared to my choice, like there's things I, I'm even scrolling through right now as we're talking, going, oh god, do I add that? I mean, that's so good. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna go with my number two here, and uh, I'm cheating. I'm cheating. We do this every now and then on our rank shows. We'll combine a list and everything, and I and I had a different choice, an individual figure uh, of this character listed here. Might make my honorable mentions here, but I'm going with a three pack and I'm going all three figures, Joseph. I'm Ooh. going with the Padme Amidala legacy three pack. Mm. This is a great set. You get a Phantom Menace Padme. This is the, the real fancy kind of headdress. This is uh we some conversations with Palpatine. Uh, this is, um, uh, this is kind of around, uh, middle of the film there when things are going bad. She says it's, it's the, uh, a uh, big, I don't know how else to describe it, a uh, big giant fan on top of her head. Yes. But it's more intricate designs, and you don't see it a lot in figures. And then it comes with um, the Attack of the Clones Padme uh, before the Geonosis uh, arena, Petronaki arena uh, uh, scene. This is, she's got the shawl on, the blaster, the white uh, jumpsuit underneath there. So she's uh, heading to. Heading into action, telling Anakin, you can either follow me or not, kid. I'm going. And then the final one in the uh, pack is from Revenge of the Sith. It is uh, one of the balcony scenes uh, where she's got her hair down. She kind of, I kind of would describe it as a nightgown. <laughs> oh, yeah. A very, very regal nightgown. And uh, this is a yeah part of the Legacy Collections Evolution 3-pack. So you get to see the different uh, uh, characters throughout the uh, you know movies as, as they grow. Great idea to me as, as for just a, a a figure collection. But the reason I put this is, you know, we have a lot. We do have a lot of Padme figures, but I don't think we have enough. And I think you could, because she has so many different looks, that makes it feel like there's sometimes not enough. I, I do think there, especially with Phantom Menace line, you can get a couple. But so don't get me wrong. I think they they've done Padme some justice, but I I just I also don't think we have enough. And so I all three figures in one set. I'm all for it. I'm all for honoring the legacy of Padme, the accomplishments, and the different sides of Padme. This is a ruler. This is a, a queen in action, a senator in action, and this is also uh, a a mother to be, a wife. There's all aspects of who she is as a character and being in Star Wars in this legacy three pack. That is great. A great uh, pick, and I think great reasons uh, for the pick. And I think this is, in some ways, like the the uh, perfect 
idea of a three-pack that you have with uh, Attack of the Clones Padme. You have one of her more uh, prominent outfits, one of her kind of a more cool, uh, I'm, I'm ready to fight, as you said. Uh, one of the many, many Phantom Menace options. And then you go relatively obscure with uh, Revenge of the Sith uh, nightgown. My only complaint is I feel uh, Revenge of the Sith uh, a balcony nightgown Padme should come with the comb. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll find one from another kind of figure collection. And uh, she does, uh, her hand looks like she could hold on to a comb. So maybe like Lego has some little combs you can get from the town, uh, Lego town collection. Oh, yeah. So I, think, I think we'll toss that in there. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, throw a blaster in her hand and make your own balcony scene. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and I don't have this one. I got I to gotta track this one down at some point, too, uh, because this is uh, I love the character of Padme. I really do. We talk uh, a lot about her on uh, Force Center, and I think we're going to focus even more on some of the uh, specific uh, movies and, and, and um, parts she played in those movies down the line. But uh, uh, this uh, Legacy 3-pack definitely, to me, represents uh, Padme to the fullest. So that's why it's my number Two, and, and a couple, I'm on this Jedi Business website, a couple clicks over on this where I'm looking at the Padme figures. This character did not make my list, but I'm going to cheat here just real quick. I'm going to mention this figure before we go to break. This shows you the depth of the line. I didn't realize, I love Nine Numb, Nine Numb, one of my favorite <laughs> characters. They have a Ten Numb. Um, I didn't even know, until this moment. I did not know that character existed. So yeah, yeah, uh, I, I've got mixed feelings about that one. I feel like it maybe uh, devalues uh, Nine Numb just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Uh, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. On the other side, we got honorable mentions and our number one choices for the best of the legacy collection figures. You're listening to Four Center at Star Wars Rank. Stick around. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it 
Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked. Me, Joseph Scrimshaw, are here with you talking legacy collection of figures and the best of that really amazing line. Joseph, we're learning new characters that we didn't even know existed. <laughs> uh, whether we first time we saw the character, or the figure a few years ago, or me right now as I scroll through the list. Ten Num, God bless you. I hope you become a Jedi one day. Uh, we are going to be discussing our honorable mentions and then going to our number one choices on the list. So, uh, Joseph, uh, what are some of the figures that almost made your top five list? Yeah, and th- these lists uh, are always so difficult because there's so many different things to appreciate. So I kind of tried to grab some other ones that, uh, that that represented some different ideas. I like the characters that uh, need representation who haven't had it yet. And in that category, Baru White Sun, yeah. uh, in particular, young Baru White Sun, uh, famously introduced as Owen Lars' girlfriend, Baru. Uh, great <laughs> sculpted action figure and uh, comes with a, a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a little uh, more a thermos, more like a thermos for some to-go soup. Yeah, a little uh, a little blue milk uh, for your tr- for your travels. Is that what we're going with? That's right. You going out to shoot womp rats, Luke? We'll take some blue milk soup with you if that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so Brew's up there. It's a great uh, figure. Um, this is uh, I love the obscure ones from a, an absolute second of film. Uh, there is the space trooper. Mm. Uh, seen for just a fleeting second and in a new hope is the uh, Falcons uh, coming into the Death Star. But the, the figure, uh, they could have just slapped like a little uh, rebreather unit on it. Uh, but the figure, you can take the helmet off and it hit, apparently they researched with the, it is some actor uh, possibly associated with being a space trooper. Really wow. cool action figure for just kind of a, a flash moment in a kind of stormtrooper that that, you know, it doesn't have a lot of screen time, you know, or a ton of definition uh, in, in canon necessarily. That's, yeah, wow, you're talking about um, you're talking about stormtroopers that don't get a lot of coverage in Star Wars. The New Hope Space Troopers is the, perhaps top of the list. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, a really detailed, really cool figure with, a yeah. you know, a different and awesome uh, blaster. All sorts of great things to recommend the Space Trooper. Super cool looking figure. Um in terms of yet another, like, I can't believe they made a figure of this. I had to put as an honorable mention, Akrev. Uh, Akrev is featured in one of, from my conversations with other Star Wars fans, one of the most universally uh, challenge-inducing uh, scenes in Star Wars and perhaps involved in one of the more challenging moments. Uh, Akrev is the weak way drummer <laughs> in the special edition Jedi Rock song. Does it come with the drum does it come with the drum it does uh does it come with the drum it definitely comes with the sticks uh because that's pictured uh no hasbro included the second half of the drum with the figure so if you already own the 2007 released umpaste figure you can now complete the entire drum set finally (laughs) so not even the drummer the second half of the drumming duo, the famous drumming duo, Akrev and Umpaste. That's great. But again, a cool figure. If you didn't know that he's uh, the drummer from Jedi Rocks, the, the yeah. song that uh, some fans, fans find uh, challenging, he looks action-packed. He looks ready to go. I love that. He is. He's, yeah. yeah. 
Acrev's a beautiful one. I got just a, a couple more. Uh, had to shout out uh, this Battle of Endor three pack, which I, I just scrolled past at first. I was like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, some some predictable figures. Oh, yeah, there's an Imperial. Like, no, there's a specific Imperial. There is Colonel Dyer. Uh, and Colonel Dyer is important for several reasons. Uh, one, he is the Imperial that uh, Han hits in the chest with the toolbox and he goes flying over the rails. Even rails won't save you in Star Wars. Uh, but most importantly, of course, Colonel Dyer is played by Ben Burt. So this is your chance to get an action figure of Ben Burt. That is beautiful. I think I've got to track that one down. Ben Burt's the yeah. best. And yeah. his name is Dyer because that's yeah. what he does. Uh, last on my list is this uh, Geonosian Arena 2-pack. Uh, I remember seeing these back in the day. I don't think I saw this one. Uh, I think there are Target exclusives, a bunch of different 2-packs of uh, different opponents facing off in the Geonosian Arena, in the Petronaki Arena. But uh, number one in the set was a 2-pack of Django Fett and Coleman Trabor. Oh, yeah. Coleman Trabor, we both love for his boldness, his attempt to quickly end the Clone Wars. The rest of you are, you know, uh, fighting droids or Geonosians. I'm going to cut off the head. I'm going for Dooku. And he gets, of course, uh, shot down by Django. Now, one of the cool things about Jedi Business is they give us a detailed close-ups of the figures, but sometimes you have to go Google the packaging. And the packaging on this one puts it over the top because in the photo that I found... Uh, They've got a little kind of little diorama energy of uh, Geonosis in the background. Uh, but then Django is in the packaging, pointing his blaster, one of his blasters, at Coleman Drabor's heart. <laughs> and Coleman Drabor is just looking at him like, how could you? <laughs> I'm dead now. <laughs> I'm dead. That's it for me. Uh, so those are my honorable mentions. How oh, about you? Great choices here. Great choices. Um, I'm going uh, Padme Ilum. It's the one that almost made my list on its own. It is the Clone Wars uh, Padme going to Ilum, as was described. Um, and it's got, uh, you know, the white jumpsuit Padme, but a real uh, very... Hey, I'm going to the snow shawl uh, hood combo. Uh, and it, and she's got snow boots on with a little, like, fur. She's very stylish. And as, as a queen and senator should be. And I really like that figure. Good detail on the face there. Uh, Anakin Skywalker concept figure. This is uh, for uh, this is a concept designed by uh, Sang Jun Lee that uh, almost made it uh, kind of one of those almost made it Revenge of the Sith type of things, and they went with a different direction. But it is um, it's you know it, it's it's Anakin after the turn, but before Mustafar, and it works for me in a way. I, you would just you would have had to really made a headcanon leap as to why he suddenly switched into this outfit and not kind of uh, just kind of roamed around with what he was already was kind of, kind of wearing it, You know, it's got a, a Vader esque kind of robe and, and uh, 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 colorings. It's all dark and black um, leather. It looks like he just was like, Hey, I've had, I have this in my closet, Sheev. Can I wear this now? Now that I'm a Darth, can I, can I wear this? <laughs> but I love it. It's a great design. And, and if they'd gone with it, I think I would have, I would have really liked it. But again, you'd have to, you have to. You always have to do these giant leaps with Palpatine because he's got outfits for everybody just around the corner waiting. Uh, with that, um, I've go. Uh, you said Coleman Trabor. You three uh, PO, which is uh, you know the other uh, uh, protocol droid uh, there. Uh, this is the New Hope um, sequence here. Oh gosh, I lost the figure. Uh, there's so many. There's a lot of protocol droids in this line. I'll say that. Uh, but yeah, uh, a lot of the kind of famous uh, ones that, that we see a good solid shot of in the original trilogy. Yeah, very much. And one of those ones that, again, on uh, as, as a kid, you're always wondering, well, who's that and what happens to them? <laughs> uh, Will Rowe Hood. I think I got to kind of, you know, put that there just to, because of what it represents. And it's listed. I love that it's listed here as ice cream maker guy. That's not the official <laughs> listing. Uh, and now we know uh, the uh, little ice cream maker, what they called the memory core, but now we've seen it in, in operation in Mandalorian. I think this is one of those, uh, you know, talking about background figures uh, needed to, to pay homage to a character you see for a split second. Uh, we as a fan base have really uh, paid our respects to the character of Will Hood, but to have it in figure form, is, you know, it's an important thing. Uh, and then a couple of choices here. I don't want to get too long. Uh, Biggs is the Imperial uh, pilot before he defected this is in the old canon stories it syncs up a little bit with the new stars star wars stories now it just looks cool to see biggs mustache and all in a tie fighter pilot outfit 
Um, and then I'm going Galen Merrick, Rax's Prime. This is Force Unleashed. Mm. Uh, it's the one where you're on that damn trash planet and you got the your face wrapped up. And I used to always have problems on that planet. There's one big trash monster I'd have to kill. I like that there. Um, then uh, also sticking with Force Unleashed, Juno Eclipse. All right, she's a sexy Imperial officer. What else do you want? And so to, to drive that point home, they said, well, let's just unbutton her uniform. And you get that in figure form. All right? It's like she looks a little bit like Allison Duty in uh, Last Crusade on towards the end of the film. That kind of outfit. It's there. Uh, and the final two for me, uh, Rum Sleg, which is a character... Oh. From the Phantom Menace that you see for a brief second as uh, Darth Maul's probe droids kind of go through the city. And it is a very, to me, old school cantina type of figure. Uh, Rumsleg uh, got like the space outfit, space, space kind of costume, but like a, a skull head as if he's yep. Skeletor in space. <laughs> Love him. I say out loud to myself, Rumsleg, every time I watch Phantom Menace and he walks by. As you should. It's a good figure. It's a good design. Good figure, good name. Yeah. Great list. I, I wanted to ask a follow-up question mm. about uh, Anakin. Yes. Uh, would you have uh, accepted it if uh, he had agreed to become uh, Darth Vader mm. and then Sheev just pushed out of his other sleeve that whole costume, like that lightsaber came out of one sleeve, <laughs> this whole costume comes out of another sleeve? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I would absolutely be happy with that. Uh, here is your robe. Where did that come from? I made it come from my robe. I made it myself. Uh, I would like that there. Um, I, I could get behind that. And then the final one, I'm just adding this one as I'm scrolling up. It actually was a kind of an accessory, but they have it listed as its own figure. And it is Nippet, which is the walkling from Return of the Jedi that gets scared. Um, and that comes with the uh, another Ewok figure. But you can get it. You can get a little walkling figure if you're lucky. So I was, yeah. I was going to go back for that one because I felt guilty leaving it off. It's right. a leak tar and nip it. Yes. Who you, <laughs> you need little baby Ewok figures. And, uh, you know, we love our cute in Star Wars. So that works for me. Um, okay. So uh, that uh, means we are uh, now reached our number one figure. I'll go first. So the guest can close with their number one. My number one figure in the legacy collection from 2008 into 2010 is... A classic Han Solo sandstorm figure. Ooh. Yes. From the deleted scene that we all knew as as a kid as, as kids. We'd be on that playground and go, Well, you know, there's a there's a sandstorm scene. They they shop it. They didn't put in the film. We didn't call them deleted scenes then. We just said it's it it George didn't like it and we made up reasons why. But uh pictures started to emerge and now you can even see it if you if you search that up. And I think it's on the Disney Plus extras. I think I remember watching it on there not too long ago. It is Han, uh pants, uh, shirt, no jacket, no vest, but a scarf, a sand scarf if you will, goggles uh, kind of uh, tossed on his head. He does have a blaster to fight the Sam and a pretty good sculpt of Harrison Ford, um, I will say. Even got the little scar. It's even got the scar. Good job there. Um, and this is just a great figure. I love Han, as we all know. And this is a very, very specific Han. This is, uh, this is uh, you know, again, the deleted scenes. They, they take a... a take this kind of uh, legendary uh, mythic kind of status in our f minds as, as kids of the 80s. And so I don't have this one, but I think one day I'll add it to my Han Solo collection. Han uh, paying his respects to Luke in a sandstorm, but saying goodbye <laughs> as, they, as they go on uh, to, to, to the rest of the movie. Uh, that is a great choice. Uh, you know, I was very tempted by uh, Sandstorm Luke. These are the couple of figures that I was aware of. I think uh, I think I did see them on the shelves uh, briefly, but then almost every convention I go to that has Star Wars figures uh, has these Sandstorm ones. Uh, and I remember being fascinated at the time of like, wow, this is how deep we're getting. We're getting into actual deleted scenes. And like you said, the Sandstorm was the, the legendary deleted scene. I remember hearing about it and thinking, that should have been in there. That should have been in there, damn it. Um, but the great, great molded uh, figures too of that exact uh, frozen moment of, you, you want to be Han Solo? You want to be Han Solo in a weather event? Here you go. <laughs> yeah, the Luke one, man, the, Luke, the sculpt of Luke's face it's it's weather beaten. It's a lot of stress on his face. That's sand. That, 
Yeah, that is a that is the action figure of a person who dislikes Tatooine. <laughs> we got to get out of here, dude. Sandstorms. <laughs> um, so that is my number one Han in a sandstorm, which means we are up, Joseph, to your number one figure in the Legacy Collection. My number one figure in the Legacy Collection is one that I discovered. I didn't know it existed. I personally discovered it uh, last year at Star Wars Celebration. I was in full-on action figure hunting mode. Uh, you and I were, were needing to leave pretty soon uh, to get ready for one of our evening events. And I remember <laughs> feeling like a kid going, can I just need 10 more minutes? I just got to go over there. Because um, I was looking for a figure that we've talked about. I was looking for uh, one in good condition of Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi uh, with uh, the separation of the twins where he has little baby Luke Skywalker. Mm. I found I finally found one and then I saw this action figure next to it and I was like, I can't, I can't. And then I was like, no, I don't know when I'll see it again. I have to. And this action figure is Palpatine, Darth Sidious with Mechno chair. So this is one of those beautiful action figures that isn't even really an action figure of a, of a actual, uh, you know, living, breathing figure. I mean, I guess it is. Uh, mm. There are plenty of these action figures you can get of like, oh, here's the hologram version of so-and-so full body size. But what this is, uh, the Mechno chair is the little crawly, walkie uh, hologram projection device that is being used by Newt Gunray uh, and uh, other Nemodians. Uh, on Naboo to have a little conversation with Palpatine. I've always loved that scene. It's one of the little details I love of just like, who cares what else is going on or any other opinion you have? Mm. What cool design that you would have basically like this little, uh, you know, communication device that it does a walk and talk like West Wing, except for it's projecting <laughs> the most evil person in the galaxy in small form to tell you to wipe them out, all of them. And I just... Oh, man, my love of Sidious combined with my love of weird, hyper-specific action figures. The fact that this is an action figure of a walking table slash television and not even the full figure, I had to have it, and it had to be my number one. I do remember you getting that, and it is uh, a great figure. Talk about holograms. You, you compare this with the uh, Commander Cody figure. you got Palpatine holograms for days. Uh, what do you do you think looking at this now now we know where the story goes do you think at some point the spirit of Palpatine when he lands on Exegol and they're like putting stuff together and he's like I always did like walking around on that mechanical mechno chair can we do something in that <laughs> realm yeah we got this he big old, loves uh, claws yeah, yeah, yes yeah. he loves mechanical claws saves a lot of time and energy uh, <laughs> I love that idea this is a great figure and, and, and it's um What's the scale? I know, I mean, it's three and three quarters, uh, but does the, does the, how big is that, 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 uh, would you say that, that the hologram actually is the itself, not, not the chair? I'm, I'm terrible at estimating actual size, but it, it is like, it's, uh, it's in between. It is certainly nowhere near like full scale. It is, a, it is, uh, it looks to me to scale. If you had a Newt gun reaction figure, it would gotcha. be to scale to what you see in the movie where the actual chair is maybe the, the mechno chair is goes up to maybe kind of uh upper thigh mm. on newt gunray okay. maybe um you know and then it's a it's a little it's a little city it's not as not as little as the uh commander cody hologram right. uh, but certainly not full-fledged here's you know mm. my big whole body <laughs> you can finally act out the walk and talk from phantom menace if you get all those figures and put them together that's great. That's great. Yeah. That was a good game. It's a beautiful sculpt. It's a beautiful hologram. You you can feel the evil. You can. I'm clicking on that face picture now. And yep, that's definitely a hologram of Palpatine. And <laughs> yeah, like I said, that was a great day. I, me I remember you getting it. Uh, and it was just kind of like, wow, that that's a thing. Yeah. Celebrate that. Uh, which is part of the fun. I think, uh, you know, I, 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 specifically for Star Wars Celebration, I don't go figure shopping for a lot during a lot of other conventions. A lot of times you don't have time, but I, I think there's some special Star Wars and Star Wars Celebration where it's, it's part of it, where we are all chasing down our childhood dreams in toy form. Oh, that's a beautiful way to say it. And that's a beautiful figure and a great list. What a fun, wild, weird line. I mean, there's a lot we're not even getting to. 
I mean, there's a great Klieg Holdfast figure I'm looking at that I'm like, I can't believe we just didn't do a whole episode on that figure alone. There's just so much going on here. Rancor Keeper, Ugnaughts, um, more and more, a lot of concept art. Again, a lot of comic stuff. Um, a lot of stuff you look at and go, wow, those legends were wild. They they did some things. Uh, I, oh, there it is, the, the, the Tusken Raider Jedi, Kiati Mundi in a gardening hat or scarecrow hat there's a lot of things going on here in this line uh joseph any final thoughts on this line before we wrap up no it's just another uh, celebration of a time in uh, star wars and action figure collecting where there was interest in making such a wide variety of action figures uh from movies from deleted scenes from video games from books and just a what a what a great celebration of all the different ways that you can love star wars all represented in action figure form that's the way uh, the way you make a good line is represent all aspects of Star Wars. Great talking about it with you here today. Joseph, tell them where they can follow you and all of your adventures, maybe even some exclusive pictures of the figures you've collected. I don't know. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and I do post some action figure pictures. Maybe I will uh, post uh, some more this week, and you can find all my other adventures, other podcasts, comedy albums, and stuff like that on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can follow me at Cadnapsock. Go to Cadnapsock.com for information of all the things I'm doing, including my new baseball podcast coming soon, Box Score Heroes, if you're a sports fan and baseball fan in particular. Uh, that's coming out uh, early May. I'll be you can follow it online. You can follow us here at Force Center on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Like our Facebook page. Have uh, something you want to say about this line or maybe pictures yourself. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked or Instagram. We are on we are on YouTube. In fact, if you love Col- Coleman Trabor, our uh, in memoriam to Coleman is on the YouTube page. Check that out. Our, our Patreon page is patreon.com slash Force Center. tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center for the merch. If you want to try an audio book on us, go to audibletrial.com slash Force Center today to get a free audiobook uh, that is audibletrial.com slash force center but for now we're gonna go back to the playgrounds of our mind and reenact all the scenes that we finally get to with this wonderful legacy collection set that's it for today star wars has been ranked Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.